Hi, and welcome to Creative Conversations for the Soul, the podcast that speaks to inspiring individuals and curious minds, lifting the lid on what it means to embrace true wholehearted creativity. I'm Amber and I'm your host. I'm a copywriter, writing mentor and content strategist at The Wild Wordsmith, creating soulful stories for free-spirited brands. Today, I'm speaking to the utterly gorgeous Nina from Recess Living. Nina runs craft wellbeing workshops, all designed to help you find your balance, peace and joy. She advocates for guilt-free time out, a chance to give yourself the permission to play, led by art in its many different forms. She also runs a store which boasts the most beautiful items from small independent designers and curators with the purpose of enhancing your daily well-being. I can get on board with that. In our conversation, which features lots of laughter, be warned, we talk about art, self-care and how you can ease self-care and development into every single day. I hope that you enjoy it. Hello, Nina. How are you? Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm great, thanks. Thanks so much for having me today. Such a a pleasure. Honestly, I've been so looking forward to this conversation. So yeah, I'm really, really excited to just hear all the wonderful things that you have to say. Thank you. (laughs) So I start every interview episode by asking my guest what their creative goal has been for the week. So whether that's a really big goal or just something really small even like a mindset goal um so yeah I would love to know yours please so mine is and something I always constantly have to like remind myself is basically making sure that I'm doing something creative that's like just for me that kind of doesn't get shared anywhere I don't need to worry about it so I'm going back and starting off doing some more like art journaling so I'm trying to like build myself back into I had like couple of years ago I was in like a really good rhythm where I just did one every single day and now I'm like if I can do three a week then it's an absolute dream and kind of play around with different materials that I'm using so whether it's like college based or paint based so yeah that's kind of my creative goal at the moment oh I love that and when you do that do you have sort of a specific time of day that works best for you to do it like is it a morning thing an evening thing or do you just whenever you're called to do it you just let it flow I normally just let it flow, but I've actually found that it's such a nice way to start off the morning. Mm. Now I kind of want to look at re readjusting my morning a little bit so I've got that space and time to do it in. Because when I wake up and my normal like set routine and my set rituals are, I kind of start with well, like aromatherapy. I do some form of like traditional meditation in terms of like sitting still, whether it's like a guided thing or me free flowing by myself. And then I always try and get my movement in then because one, I find it just gives me energy, but then it's also so I've just done it and it's like out the way in the best way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, you know, it's like the day totally just runs away from you. And then suddenly it'll get to like six o'clock and I'd be like, oh, I've done no sort of exercise. Like I've yeah. gone for a walk, which is amazing, but I have to be in like two mindsets when it comes to movement for me. And there's like movement for just me and my well-being and like mental health side of things but then like movement in terms of always I suppose like training and making sure I'm like looking after my body in the optimum way 
which I find always interesting because the fitness industry itself has like two very clear camps sometimes and kind of how they deliver that information to you. So knowing that I need to straddle the two is like one thing, but doing it in a way that I don't find it like conflicting is a whole other thing. That's just so interesting that you've just said that because I'm honestly have that exact same sort of thought on pretty much a daily basis. I'm in this like battle between, like you've said, those kind of two camps of fitness for your body and looking after yourself and making sure that I'm not yeah I suppose that I'm not going against what I believe in mm-hmm. by edging further into one side than the other but I've never really heard anyone articulate it in the way that you just have I'm like mind blown because that's honestly exactly how I feel so it's, yeah yeah it's a crazy one that I've got to try and balance out I think movement for me is like one of the areas that if it starts going in my life altogether then it means there's a lot there's some other things going on at the same time and I need to get back into like a good rhythm of it and that's kind of where I'm in that season at the moment of like reshifting things and taking Mm -hmm. yeah I hope you're going to be telling me a bit more about (laughs) (laughs) Um, my creative goal is the exact same as it is every single time I have a conversation like this with someone it's writing my book so that is like my key focus at the moment my course that I'm on started again in September because we had August off um so it's kind of been full-on modules like submitting work giving feedback on other students work and everything but I had a lot of feedback on some of my work the other day actually just Monday and it was it was so lovely like really fantastic constructive stuff which is you know so important but just so many of the things people were saying just made me think oh actually maybe this is all right like maybe something's gonna actually happen with this so it's definitely yeah oh yeah it's been a good boost for me so yeah so that's same one as always but have to say it it's good it, I think it keeps keeps it going and keeps it's so nice I think having those longer term goals that you don't know because we spend so much time in life being like okay I need this and I need it done instantly it's nice just having something that you've really got that permission to be like this is a longer term thing like yeah. this is a process this is a journey that I'm going to work through and yeah. also enjoy the fact that it is a journey rather than I've got to make sure this is out by March or yeah definitely and especially as business owners, we do have such tight deadlines to work on. And I know that for you, you know, we were having a chat before we came on the call and you've got Christmas coming up and it's all sort of go, go, go with that. And it's, it is nice. Yeah, exactly. Like you say, to have something that doesn't have that pressure on it. And I've just, you know, I can just finish it when I want to finish it and just enjoy the journey and enjoy what I'm learning both about, I suppose, writing and myself as I'm doing it. So yeah, it's been nice. (laughs) Ah, hopefully (laughs) so I really want to start this episode by just talking to you about what brought you to recess living it's just so incredible what you do and what you deliver what you bring to the world so I would love to know what inspired you to start it all in the first place oh wow so Retus is, if you're not familiar with the company yet, it's basically a creative wellness brand. And I suppose my main mission is basically to help people slow down and reconnect with themselves. And there's different ways in which you can do that. And for me, I love doing it through art and using craft. But for me, it's more like craft in terms of the act of crafting rather than 
the craft itself mm-hmm. so I tend to work with a lot of materials and specialise in mediums so pottery is one of my main loves and also marbling but working working in those mediums which basically give us permission to be messy and permission to explore because we spend so much time like I come from like a tv production background in which I was working in production management and more like the project management side of things so everything I do is very much and totally in tune with that side of my brain but very like logistical based very methodical you've got your schedules that you need to hit you've got your budgets you need to come in line with and I was always finding like a bit of disconnect because the way that the prediction genre of tv I was working in at that time is set up is that if you're recognized as someone who's logistically minded you just focus on logistics and you basically become a walking talking spreadsheet Mm. and if you're someone who's like outwardly vocal about your creativity then you go down that side and you're just seen as a creative so for me like I suppose like my creative journey has been one that I've been in and out with because I've not always seen myself as a creative so I always I probably came from it in more of like a playful way and one thing that's always like really helped me in seeing art like that in that free way is when it then comes to how I create and there's like a period of my life I think I probably started on like a really bad like mental health journey spell where it was a combination of like burnout and then burnout kind of triggered like this period of like depression and anxiety and I was going through different ways of kind of looking after my well-being and trying to put forms from talk therapy to movement to sound and meditation and meditation for me in its traditional form was really daunting with people like okay you need to go and sit and be still and be alone with your thoughts and let your thoughts register and kind of flow in and out of you and I had so much resistance against it and found it, I found it like such a struggle to do it. And I knew obviously the benefits of it and the mindfulness that comes from that meditation is so great and so tenfold, but doing it in that form, just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't connect with it. I was used to also being constantly on in the job I was doing. So you've also got that energy that is just inside you. So you're kind of like, well, where this is, where this is going, I meant to be being sat still and being with myself. And then I was just like, actually when I'm crafting like whether I'm working with pottery or collaging for me that is meditation and it's taking that that energy I have and work with my hands and channeling it out so that energy is kind of leaving your body but I was finding my states of mindfulness while I was doing it and I was a bit like hmm okay why why is this not talked about more often and I started going to different classes and different workshops and I suppose just yeah absorbing podcasts and reading of loads of different like practitioners that do it and even things like Julia Cameron's like the artist way I was just like oh my gosh like I've been doing this but I just didn't know it was a thing (laughs) someone else was speaking about it and yeah in a madcap way I suppose recess is like my offering of that world and helping people create that platform and those opportunities and those experiences and I do it through mainly through my workshops I host, but also collaborate with other small business owners to kind of give you different experiences of your self-care to help you find your mindfulness. Wow. <laughs> it's just gorgeous, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I can really relate to your experience of meditation in that time where it was just, yeah, very daunting and very overwhelming. 
I find that when I'm in a particular, like in a lower place, the meditation is too much, like the silence that, you know, I know that obviously meditation, the aim is to sort of try and train your mind to be able to push away the distractions. Obviously the distractions (laughs) still come in, but to be able to sort of acknowledge them and just let them float away. But I I can't do that when I'm in that low place. So I need something that has that meditative quality, but is I'm still doing something as well so I think the way you know I can completely appreciate and understand where yeah where it all came from and I think that it's just fantastic and yeah just absolutely gorgeous (laughs) so there's a phrase on your website um which I well I mean there's a lot of phrases on your website (laughs) love but this one really really stuck out to me so you talk about how self-care is self-preservation and I just yeah you know when you read something it's just like oh just gave me all the tingles so I would love to know you know what does this phrase mean to you and also do you think that self-care is more important now than ever and if so sort of why really I suppose so for me in terms of like the self-care and like self-preservation is it's about giving yourself that time to check in with yourself and see what's really going on and that's where the preservation comes from it because I spent so long in my life not doing that and kind of just being like blinkers on I'm just going to push through this and ride through that and you know stay in that environment I shouldn't be in or with that person I shouldn't be with and those I suppose were all ways where I wasn't really like tuning in and taking care of myself so I think as well like self-care just always it's, it's got so many it's a word that's so loaded and it was so many different like stigmas attached to it and even just the act of like okay, I'm going to do something for myself like you think of like oh selfish yes, like, why, why that or self-care sometimes gets caught up where it feels like it's a vanity metric so you're like oh she's going to go get her hair, her hair done or her nails done again because she's having her self-care Saturday or self-care Tuesday <laughs> actually when you well, you break it down to, okay, if we look at going to like the nail, nail salon, for instance, that act itself is taking you away from work or family commitments. It's like, it's your vehicle that you're using to have some time to yourself. And when you're doing it in like a nail bar, like you physically have to give your hands to someone else. So you can't be on your phone. Like you're away from technology. It's just and it depends on what sort of like nail place you go to they're either really chatty or it's like the unsaid rule that we just know it's going to be a silent time and that's okay but <laughs> you're having that time for you and actually that's not something that should be seen as like okay she's being vain or it's a self is that that you know you're performing it's a way of taking care of yourself and for me like that preservation comes from it but also that development time as well so well I say if anyone's finding it it's struggling to work out like how to put self-care into their schedule and into their life so it becomes just like a, a habit and a normal ritual and like take out the word self-care and just look at it as like development time because that's wow. essentially what you're doing you're giving yourself that time to develop and connect with yourself and kind of see what's going in and have those check-ins and when you put it like that then you sit and go okay that absolutely needs to be a non-negotiable I need to make some time on my schedule to do it and how you do it and when you do it will always depend on what else is going in life for you mm-hmm. so I think that's another thing like sometimes you think okay self-care okay I've got to be 
I've got to clear out my diary for like three months and go off to Tibet and go on like a <laughs> and go on a retreat where I sit in silence and I don't talk to anybody and go into that inner deeper peace state where I'm like, mm, who's always got three months to do it? That's actually a really expensive trip to go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. The rewards you get from it are amazing, but how can you do that in a way that kind of relates to yourself? So if you're like, okay, right, my schedule's really packed, but I know I've always got five minutes in the morning just for me. How am I going to use these five minutes? Am I going to do a stretch? Am I going to have my favorite tea and just like sit at the table with no one else around? Am I going to use aromatherapy blend and maybe do some breath work or like I'm trying to do at the moment, like have some time, like just mucking around with different materials and playing and having fun with art that way. But yeah, just it in a way that's manageable for you and be like, okay, right, I could do five minutes in the morning, Monday, Thursday, but at the weekend, I'm going to have a longer extended time or not going to have any time at all because I'm doing something with someone else. Yeah, you're so right. And often I think, and I've certainly fallen prey to this, so you feel like you have to be dedicating, yeah, like, I mean, over three months in. <laughs> <laughs> Or at least, you know, even just like you have to have a whole hour spare and it it isn't the case because, you know, and I've been like that with, say, like when my yoga practice falls out of sync and I don't have, you know, a full hour to do a practice at home or go to a class. Well, even if I just do some, I sit on the mat and breathe for five minutes, I'm still going to be getting those benefits, those self-care development benefits. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that chunky amount of time because we don't all have that and unfortunately but we do definitely have five minutes a day even if that was five minutes that we stopped scrolling on our phone we have five minutes a day and I just have to mention after because you mentioned the nails (laughs) I honestly I just felt myself smiling so much when you were saying all that because my nail person that I go to is a girl called Emily and I look forward to our, you know, sessions, sessions. I didn't really know what else to call it. <laughs> but so much because, you know, she's, you know, we're more on the side of we're having like serious, deep, meaningful conversations oh. when she's doing my nails. And like you said, I loved that. Just how you put it, like you physically have to give your hands to someone. And that is, you know, for an hour, that is actually quite a lot, isn't it? To yeah. not look at your phone, and which it shouldn't be a lot, you know, but let, well, realistically, it's the way we are. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> realistically, it is. And it is, it's just such a nice thing to have in the diary and to know that that's my time. That yeah. I'm going to go. I'm not going to be thinking about work. I'm not going to be thinking about anything I'm stressed about. I'm also going to come out with some amazing nails, which yeah. is just like great. Like, I mean, you did comment on my nails, didn't you? When we yeah. first seen one they video, are amazing. I just I go to this amazing place called uh, Still London, and again, like the it's run by a mother and daughter, and the environment, the vibe, it's just so nice. And I know I'm going there. Like that is my treat to myself, yeah. and. I've actually got a really, I've gone like for one colour, which never happened. Like, yeah, it's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's only because that's how much time I had. I was like, actually, if I go and do my nail art, then I've got a little bit longer. You kind of have, yeah. Exactly. Oh, it's lovely. You know, it's just so nice. It is also really true what you said, that sometimes we find that the phrase self-care is actually, there are some negative kind of like, feedback that's coming to it which is just sad (laughs) in my opinion but you know why do you think that that is and you know what this changing meaning of self-care is and 
it's something that I ask myself quite a bit and I've talked about it a few times on the podcast because it is something I'm really interested in and you know I wonder is it to do with to do with social media and sort of is it losing its meaning a little bit or yeah I just I'm really interested in your opinion on that yeah I think self-care I think I'm trying to reframe it in my head that we've always got to go back to the self-care being like what self means for you because I know in the past I've definitely been like oh there's so many different types of self-care isn't there and I think with everything what I try and do with Reese's is kind of keep that spectrum out for people to be like okay if your version of self-care looks like a bubble bath that is just Mm. as valid as somebody else's where it looks like breath work yeah but just getting into your head that there's not just like one type of it because a lot of the time when we sit she's had a bubble bath she's good she's had a check-in she's (laughs) onwards and upwards and yeah I think it's definitely like an interesting one because I think you always have different versions of self-care and what you do and I think for me it's also about you've got your self-care practices that happen and like your rituals and that's how I try and look at it and reframe it so I have my rituals that I do that no matter how much time I've got how much money I've got because money will always come to a factor because if we like there's so many different ways to like take a walk as an act of self-care you can go for a walk around your house just like make sure you're like moving from your desk up and down you can go for a walk around the block still like not costing you anything you can sit there and be like I'm gonna go on the ultimate walk and walk through the rainforest it's still an act of self-care but you've just done it with like even more like amount of money to it or bougie-ness whatever you want to call it (laughs) (laughs) I do like I do like trying to live my life with a light sprinkling of bougie whenever I can and I've got no shame in it whatsoever (laughs) so for me like it's yeah breaking it out so you've got your practices that you do that you love doing that happen but then you've got your I suppose your rituals, which are like your non-negotiables that you do no matter what's going on in your life because you'll always make time for them. And for me, the moment those rituals start to go is when I know I've hit like a low season. Yeah. Because I'm not doing certain things that I need to keep doing to, I suppose, keep myself a bit more like aligned and a bit more like balanced. Yeah. And, you know, you've mentioned your morning ritual. What other kind of things fall into... I suppose that camp for you I love like just and I love that you have it as well like your rituals around like curating mm. so scent for me is like such a such a big thing and I've got like different blends that go on for like different work that I'm doing so like my um I suppose like my writing scent is by this uh company called homework and whenever I, I know right okay I need to have like a focus day I need to and it could be different forms. I need to get more into like back into like creative writing because that's definitely something that's fallen by the wayside for me. But if I know I can, I'm going to have like a deep dive day where I need to write my workshop program or write something for the business, like my strategy. I'm like, okay, that blend goes on. Mm, yeah, lush. Yeah, I play. I more. I more or less play like the same playlist because there is. I think there's a lot of comfort in terms of like repeating things. Like I'm like a serial like rewatch of like certain shows, but it's because you kind of know what the outcome is. And yeah. I think sometimes it's nice to just have that comforting thing that you know, like this is how it's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. So I have like a set playlist that goes on. And as well, then I also know I can't like distract myself because, you know, if you've just got something played and you're like a song from like, I mean, back in the day when they probably did go to the club, <laughs> you'd be like, oh my God, I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I'm not out of the zone <laughs> suddenly Absolutely, it's gone <laughs> so 
I'm going and scrolling through for like the ultimate like garage hits where I've like no yeah. I've got like my set playlist on I know what songs are coming not necessarily like what audio but that's going to help me like get I suppose that as much as I can from that creative like zone of like carved out mm. myself yeah. um, what about your creative rituals quite similar actually so I'm the same as you that I always listen to the same music depending on for me it's what type of writing I'm doing so every morning I wake up and I always write first thing so it's basically like well once I brush my teeth obviously because hygiene Um, (laughs) I'll always sit down and write and during that period I'm listening to Ludovico Iannaldi because I just adore his music and it's just a really lovely way to ease into the day But then if I'm writing something that's more, I suppose, yeah, like later on in the day or I'm experimenting a bit more, I'll listen to things with lyrics. So particularly Phoebe Bridges and I also love a bit of Taylor Swift, but like, you know, like the folklore kind of ever more era. Um, So I'll listen to some of that. I've got a playlist as well that I was literally listening to before we came on the call, actually, that I always go back to. But yeah, I mean, same. I've got like next to me a blend that I put on in the morning, just like on my wrists and sort of do a bit of breathing once I've put that on. Whenever I'm feeling like my energy is a bit stagnant and I'm feeling stuck, I put on some Whitney Houston and just oh, dance. Nice. The <laughs> I love, I live for a boogie break. So I just need it, just attract, just get you up, get you dancing. It's just so good. And I just literally just like go wild around the living yeah. room. So yeah, they're kind of, I suppose the main ones for me but something I really need to get better at is actually that whole morning ritual piece because when I was doing it before and actually I suppose it stopped when restrictions started to ease which sounds really strange but I feel like as life started to go a bit more back to normal I let some bad habits slip back in it's it's weird it's, I know a lot of people that were like that actually and I, I just I don't know why it's like as horrible as the past sort of two years have been I have definitely learned so much about myself in that time and learned what is good for me and sort of created some good habits and then yeah just let them all go so I really need to bring them back and sort of add a bit more around my writing to Mm -hmm. that morning routine because otherwise it's literally writing and then straight into work and it's there needs to be some sort of a gap to get my mind ready for the real shift yeah. that happens when I start doing my work. What form do you use? Is it you connecting like pen and page or do you always like type or? So it's, so it, you, when I had the good morning ritual, I would always do morning pages. And that's why I was like nodding and smiling when you were saying yeah. the artist's way. So I would always do that. And I loved that because it just meant I could just mind dump and just get it, you know, get rid of whatever was bustling up inside of me. But at the moment, it's typing. So it is literally just opening up my manuscript and just writing 500 words. I tend to do it with um, like a writing, a Zoom writing group, London Writers Hour, I think they're called. Um, And they just do these free sessions loads of times during the week where you just log in. You all sort of say hello. They read a bit of writing inspiration and then you just have like quiet writing time. And it's just quite nice because I keep the camera on. So it holds me accountable to not be like checking my phone and just yeah. getting up and doing just God knows Stop. what. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's at the moment it tends to be that. But say if it wasn't in the morning and I just was feeling a bit, you know, anxious or I was 
uncertain about something, then I get my journal out and it's pen to paper. If it's ever something that's more like exploratory, it's always pen to paper for me, without a doubt. It has to be. Really random question, because I um I saw it on my friend Sasha's Instagram the other day and it really just like struck a chord with me. So with like my journals or notebooks, in and I'm 36 now, so in all my lifetime, I have never written on the first two pages, like ever. Yeah. Do you know what? I think I saw that post because I remember seeing it because it's Frank and Phil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love, I love what she posts. Um, I think I saw that because yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've never written on those two pages. Yeah. She's like, she, her post is all about permission to like be messy. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, but that, yeah, that's what Reese is about. And I was suddenly like, hang on a minute. Like I am like holding myself back from like taking up the space on these first two pages, feeling like, okay, they have to say like clean and pristine and like they're not for me. So I should skip them and start somewhere else. Yeah. And you kind of think about like all the, op- or at least I just went as really a tangent being like of all the opportunities I've like missed to use that space and use my voice in that way. And just all those suddenly like a blank page, like I had a whole different meaning. And I was like, hmm. It's so interesting, isn't it? I mean, I would even go sort of as far as if I was right. I try really hard not to do it now because I kind of noticed at one point I was doing it. But if I was writing in a notebook and I don't know, like my handwriting was a bit messy or I didn't like what I put in, I would like literally rip the page out because I'd be like, oh, like that's just messing it up. Or if I didn't want to rip the page out because I thought that was messy, I'd literally just buy a new notebook. I wish I like <laughs> no, buy a whole new one. Honestly, you should see how many. And I've never finished a notebook either, unless it's for work. I've never finished a creative notebook, and I've got like different ones for every single different thing. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of kind of, I suppose, perfectionism that's coming into play there, and not even just that, just blocking yourself. Yeah, really letting those feelings come out and really allowing yourself to be creative because something is still is still holding us back, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I've got your take on that. Yeah. Card. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> so obviously I've already mentioned one of the lovely phrases on your website, and I'm gonna mention another one now, which is actually <laughs> something I have repurposed for the title of this episode because I loved it so much. So one of the lines on your website talks about how art allows yourself to lose yourself and find yourself at the same time. It's like, I feel like that needs to be on a poster, first of all, um, and on a mug and all of the things. But, you know, it's just so poignant. So I would love to, yeah, just hear more about what that phrase means to you and just expand on it a bit. I'm going to try, you know, we're like, oh, I'm going to try and articulate this the best way I can. <laughs> No perfectionism, remember? Let, <laughs> let it flow. Well, at least I let it be audible, though. That might help. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, like, art can be so freeing when you let go of creating for an agenda, creating for other people, creating for a timeline, creating for money and put that where it needs to be because, you know, a, a lot of us are artists and are creatives and that is how you look after your life. Like, when you've got that, camp for it and you've got a separate one that is just for you and gives you that permission to just be and just explore and reconnect like the way we did that when we were kids and you could spend hours working on what essentially to 
the outside world was just like a pile of mush or like <laughs> yeah. of like awkward things I like to would take beaming home to my parents and be like I've made this today and you know you know that they're like what the hell is this and I'm like what is this so this is this yeah and for me that's, that's what it comes back to just like getting lost in in that art form and it unleashes in it unleashes like parts of you that sometimes you don't even know it's like what's really happening under the surface when you do it and create in that way and I suppose that's how I've always like used like the creative mediums like when I've done workshops that it's like great to go and learn and learn a new skill because I love learning and enjoy experimenting that way but actually just taking that time out to like sit and do something and where your mind wonders is yeah such a powerful thing that for me like I want to help as many people like do that and yeah like I said before I like to use I like to use like medium to doing it which allow you to just permission to play and explore because I I like love jewelry like that's probably like my other like passion in life and before in between TV and recess, I like I ran a jewelry company. And I've got so many friends who are such amazing jewelers, and I I just love like going into their workshops and watching them work. And I've done like a couple of jewelry like workshops myself and courses, but it's it's so meticulous and so precise in what you're doing. And yeah, there's so much room and freedom to play, but at the same time, it feels like there isn't sometimes. Yeah. And clay just can go anywhere, and like marbling such a great art form in the sense that it's a free-flowing art form and you never get the same print twice like you will never get exactly the same print time twice so the moment you get over that and trying to like keep like replicating things you just be like oh do you know what I'm just gonna keep playing about with it and yeah it might look similar to its cousin's piece if you want to say it like that knowing that it will never be exactly the same and also you don't have to make it the same I find just like so much more like freeing Definitely. I love that sort of the permission to play. I think that so much of what we do, we feel like everything has to have kind of a purpose, don't we? And that, you know, especially, you know, I bring it back to like when you're running a business, but especially when you're running a business, because, you know, you can't help but think, well, if I do this, then I can make this money or I can grow my business in that way. So it can be really difficult to give yourself permission to just do something that's just for you and just exploratory and just fun. Yeah. And so much does come out of those moments. You know, it's why things like mindful coloring has become such a big thing because we think coloring, we used to do it when we were younger, wasn't it? You know, that was just something yeah. you did when you were a kid and trying to color within the lines and, you know, failing miserably. And yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, these things when we take ourselves back, to that childlike state I think it does just I, you know I'm obviously not a scientist but I, you know it must do something to our brain that just opens up to new ideas and new thoughts coming to it and yeah you know I definitely find that like I think I mentioned it actually on an episode a few episodes ago when I was talking about the creative thing I'd been working on and I mentioned how I'd gone back to dance and I hadn't done dance since I was really young and I never would have thought about dance doing this for me, but actually that new type of movement, it just, like I'd come home and I, you know, it was quite a drive to get home. And my mind would just be like buzzing with different ideas, especially for 
stuff to do with my book, it would just be buzzing with different ideas because I'd just gone and I'd done something that I hadn't done since I was a kid and just was having fun with and expressing myself. And yeah, I think that there's just some utter magic in it, to be honest. Same. What form of dancing were you doing? So when I was younger, it was always, um, well, it changed. It used to be disco. So when oh. you're in like the on spangles, yeah. and, like trim and everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was what it was for a long time. And then it was contemporary. But now it's like full on sassy heels dancing. It's oh. so much fun. Oh. It's honestly, and it's the girls that I do it with, like, they are such an incredible group of just really empowering kind funny just lovely lovely girls I've got my first dance show on Saturday actually (laughs) so I'm dead excited for that but yeah I love it it just is you know it's really giving me that space that I need to be honest and that's the sort of that isn't it creating that space for yourself and having that time for you and even if you go with like other people as well like everyone will still always make like something slightly different because they're themselves is like taking them off to like a different space yeah. but we've all got this like shared experience like around the table when you kind of go through and to kind of like talk through your piece so yeah definitely it's just lovely isn't it <laughs> so we've talked a lot about what you do with recess and why it's so important and everything but I would love to know for you personally about a really I suppose poignant time when art craft anything like that has been I suppose, transformative for your well-being or, you know, it's enlightened you or it's just been a really special experience. So, yeah, I'd love to know what yours is. I think mine would probably also will be how I came to find, I suppose, like pottery classes because it's something that I've always wanted to do. I've done like a few like taster sessions and then I suppose what really spurred me into doing it a lot more and doing like more like series of different courses is me and one of my friends were like basically talking about doing course and he's like yeah I really want to do it so he wants to incorporate it within his work and I was just like okay this is how I'm gonna it's like I love ceramics I was like this is how I'm gonna leave tv I'm gonna become a ceramicist <laughs> so even still like going to we both went with such an agenda <laughs> yeah. we got there started training learning all all the different techniques the first 20 things I made were very awkward pieces and I quickly realized I wasn't going to become a ceramicist but there's something about just keep like carry on experimenting and playing with materials but also like the conversations I was people I was meeting when I was going on these different courses and suddenly I had like a regular like Monday night pottery class that I went to and that's how I set my week up like that's what helped me like recharge and then I had like a period of time where I was just like so like busy with like the work I was doing that I just couldn't go. Mm-hmm. And then the moment I stopped going, I noticed such a shift in me. And I, I suppose like how I was reacting to different situations that I knew I'd be a lot more like level headed if I had some more time out for me and actually not like spinnings like my other like love that kind of helps like keep me like aligned. Nice. And I thought like, actually spinning by itself just wasn't cutting it and I was like what what what's missing what have I changed that and then I realized it's because I didn't have like my regular like connection with my pottery class and 
yeah, the moment I realised, okay, that was it. I was like, okay, I've always got to set some time aside. Mm. That's it. It's about, you know, you can always find time, I think, you know, and yeah, it can be hard, especially when just life is so busy. But I guess by bringing that time back in for yourself, everything else probably flowed so much better. Mm. And, you know, I yeah, I completely, completely get it. You know, if I'm not doing like the classes that I love doing because I'm like, oh, I'm too busy. Like I need to just work longer. Like I need to work through that class. I end up the next day being able to do really no good work. So I've wasted all of, you know, I've basically wasted a day. So although I've tried to save time by not going to that thing that brings me so much joy, I'm then losing time because I'm feeling like shit, basically. It's such a weird thing to like, unprogram ourselves from doing it I'm I'm still trying to work out like for me I suppose I've always like worked freelance but I've always gone in and worked with like other companies for like longer projects and periods of time so in one sense I'm used to like managing like my own like schedule but then now I'm like fully running my own company so I'm in charge of my schedule but it's just like why is it that whenever we're in like a season of like busyness we're like okay we need to put in like more hours like at the laptop or at the bench doing it because we have to get it done because we're so busy. But like you say, it becomes like almost like defunct time because we've powered through the thing that we're doing mm. without taking that break and respite that we need to recharge us to help us do that thing we're doing. Definitely. But that recharging suddenly feels like it's like a wasted, you're wasting the time and you shouldn't be using it like that. Yeah. Well, actually, it's not. And I, yeah, I still have to constantly remind myself of that. Yeah. And I, you know, I wonder if that's ever something that's going to fully go away. And, you know, if it doesn't, maybe that's okay. But same as what you're saying, it's just being aware of it, isn't it? And just thinking, okay, that's a habit that I could slip back into. Just make sure you remember this happened a few weeks ago. (laughs) You know, you've not changed. The same thing's going to happen again. So go to that pottery class. Yeah. (laughs) The other thing that kind of like lights you back up because that that light and that energy will power you through the, yeah. the task that you need to complete. So well, you never regret it, do you? You know, you never regret going to those things. No. But you regret not going to them. So yeah. even if you literally get off like the bike and you cannot move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> These tasks are brutal, but I'm like, thanks, but you're like, I still needed that. Like, it's another. <laughs> Definitely. Still happy that it happened. Yeah. No, I'm very much in pain right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to close the conversation by asking you for a few tips for, you know, people, especially maybe if they're a bit new to this type of thing, on how they could start to explore art and creativity as a way to support their own well-being. I'm like, take it, always take it like back, scrap it back down to basics and just go pen and whatever writing material like you prefer, whether it's like crayons or felt tips or colouring pencils, set a timer, 10 minutes, you a blank page and just see what comes out. And collaging, I think, is always great for that because you can go through like a magazine or a newspaper and kind of see like what colors or images or words are kind of jumping out on you and like rip them apart and turn them into something new and it doesn't need to like make sense or look a certain way so I'd always like start with those two forms yeah oh I love that I really need to I've actually just been thinking the past few days how much 
I'd like to do some collaging. I think that would be a really nice thing to, especially yeah. as we go, you know, going into autumn, I feel like that's the perfect time to just, I don't know, have a really nice hot drink, super cozy pajamas, probably from Marks and Spencers, <laughs> incense, candles, and just sit on the floor with like a big A3 bit of card and just do some. Yeah, just get loads of different like, materials out. Like, I love like working in, for me, like fabrics into my pieces. I think it also comes from like my own. My mum's like a seamstress. I've always grown like grown up around just like fabric or like yeah. beads and like embellishments. Or I used to like be obsessed with like, her button collection when I was little. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and just like playing with those and kind of working, yeah, working. So you've got some like mixed medium collages in your pieces. Oh, that sounds really nice. You've seen like what what different materials give you like different like textures and dynamic to a piece and I kind of love pairing that with for me like whenever I'm doing like vision boarding I try and work in like loads of different mediums into it because sometimes same with like jewelry fabric can hold so many stories and messages for you and it's like yeah I love it yeah oh that's lovely so I do have one more question and this is one that I ask everyone at the end of these episodes and I feel like you've mentioned a few of them, so it might it might be hard for you to distill it down to just three. So what are the three things that fuel your creative fire? So it might be a really specific piece of music, it might be a specific blend, or it could be something more general. So love to know what yours are. Oh, okay, so my three things are... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd struggle putting it down just to three, to be honest. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to go with Homeworks Alcazar Blend, mm-hmm. the aromatherapy blend. That one always, like, gets me going. Oh, God, this is so difficult. <laughs> Clay, because you can manipulate that in so many different forms as you wish. Do you know what? Even just, like, paper, because there's so much you can do with it in terms of, like, folding and ripping yeah. and, yeah. Endless potential, a blank piece of paper. There's, you know, there's not really anything that gives you more potential than that, does it? Yeah, there's some nice ones. Oh, this has been so gorgeous. Um, Thank you so much for having me today. No, it's been, it's honestly been so lovely. And I think that people are going to really, really love listening to this because there's just so many wonderful ideas and thoughts and just all the yummy things that you've shared today. And I really, really appreciate you giving me your time in such a generous way so thank you so much yeah, I'm, so, I'm so honored to be part of your podcast series because yeah I love having it on I see I haven't even mentioned like podcasts that's another thing that always helped me feels my creativity Ooh. I've done my three but I'm <laughs> damn it <laughs> oh yeah no but I think podcasts will be on there for me but no honestly it's an absolute pleasure I was you know I really wanted to have you on and it's just an honor to have you as the the closing guest for this series as well. So yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I think it's pretty obvious how much I enjoyed this conversation. Nina is a marvel. She's full of such beautiful ideas, but also this infectious humour and spirit. I'm so happy that we were able to spend this time together. You can find out more about Nina and Recess Living at recessliving.com and you can follow her on Instagram at recessliving. If you liked this episode, please hit follow or subscribe and if you're feeling generous today, maybe you could even leave a little review. Your support means so much to me. 
Tune in next time for my final episode of season one. Oh my goodness, time has gone so quick. Until then, stay curious and keep searching. Goodbye.